0: Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on
1: QSportsTalk.com. We're celebrating one of the founding members of the Bengals' birthday, Vicki Peterson. I did the research today, Steve. 65 years old. 65?
0: Yeah. Man, Pat Benatar's 70. She's 65. This we're, one we're getting old takes man. a fall. We are getting old. All right, uh, let's bring on our next guest. We talked Virginia Tech in the last segment. Uh, We'll hear from the Syracuse perspective now as we're joined by uh, SU assistant coach Jerry McNamara. If you happen to be watching us on QSportsTalk.com, you see Jerry. Uh, Jerry, thanks for joining us uh, on a game day. And I I guess before we get into the Hokies tonight, let's briefly revisit Saturday and that trip to Virginia. Uh, Now that the dust has settled and you had a chance to dissect it, as a coaching staff, what do you take from that game?
2: We had a lot of missed opportunities, I thought, in the first half. Um, when you kind of break it down, that stretch where we really got cold offensively, we missed four or five opportunities around the basket that we could have capitalized on. Uh, we obviously finished the half on a great run; I think it was nine zero, put us our, ourselves within double digits. Uh, but then you start to factor in the missed opportunities that you that you had, you know, and I think. When you rewatch it and you boil it down you know franklin got off to such a great start we lost him twice uh, and then the third time we should have had an easy coverage and we lost him again and um, during that stretch we started the game so poorly with turning the basketball over and not getting quality opportunities so we got him off to a great start and then at the same time we got a poor start offensively um, and then as we settled in we missed multiple opportunities around the basket um yeah but rewatching i was proud of the fight um you know, we continued to, to grind it out, it was similar to the Pittsburgh game where you get down, you know, almost an insurmountable amount, and, and our guys kind of, with the pressure, sped the game up a little bit, made it uncomfortable, made a few plays. Um, but I was really proud after watching it, just the fight. There was no quitting. it.
1: There was a stretch in the second half where you guys held them to not scoring for like seven minutes. Is Was that a defensive thing, and is it a, something that you can expect out of this? this team with defense or was it kind of a Virginia was up 20 and that's kind of what happens?
2: I think maybe a little combination of both. Um, I I think typically when you get that um, size of a lead as a coach, you want to make sure you value possessions and, you know, the clock at that point is, is really, truly your friend. And, um, you know, they do such a great job of, of being disciplined in their attack regardless of the score. But I think when you have a lead like that, you know, working the shot clock down and still trying to get a quality look was probably um, what their plan was. Uh, those looks, I think, got a little bit more difficult. And when you miss two or three of them because of a late shot clock scenario, you know, maybe you get tight on a few after that. So uh, I thought we made a few pretty good defensive plays in that stretch. And um, but I think it was kind of a combination of both, where you know you're thinking the clock's your friend, and at the same time, you know, we made a few good def- defensive stops.
0: Alright, let's turn our attention to tonight and uh, obviously you were without Benny Williams on Saturday. Do you have any, any update on on him? Do you expect him uh, to be out there tonight?
2: I do, yeah. He practiced yesterday, had a pretty productive practice actually, and uh, really the last two days, so um, fully anticipate Benny being ready to go. It was, I think, battling a little bit of a stomach bug and um, he had been battling it a few days leading into the Virginia game, so uh, seems to be back on the mend, uh, you know, fighting the dehydration aspect of those those type of illnesses. But um, yeah, I, I would expect him to be ready to go tonight.
0: All right, how about this opponent? And you know, they're coming in on a four game losing streak and eleven and five. But this is this is truly a team that is better than its record would indicate, right? I mean, they were a top twenty five team and they've lost four straight. You know, essentially one possession games. BC was in overtime by five, but it's an OT game. They lost to NC State by four, Clemson by three, you know, Wake by two. Uh, What stands out to you about this particular opponent?
2: Well, you hit the nail on the head that you're exactly right, Steve. When we we are fully aware of what this team is capable of, this is the defending ACC tournament champion. Um, That's how capable they are. Um, You have to factor in that three of their last four, they played without Hunter Couture. Who's kind of the glue piece to what they do can handle it. He's probably their best perimeter defender. We all know how well he shoots it from the perimeter. He was the MVP of that tournament. So when you play three games, lose by single, you know, a single possession, without arguably your best player, um, they're still really competitive. But you know, it's I think it starts on the perimeter for them. The kid Sean Padula has taken such a big step in his development. We saw him playing behind Storm last year as just a freshman. Um, and I think he's up to around 17 a game this year, uh, just playing off the charts. And They've utilized him in different ways. You wouldn't anticipate most coaches to post up a 5'11 guy and utilize him in the post, but he does. You know, he, you know, he, he does a great job. He manufactures offense, creates plays for them, shoots it well, well from the perimeter. Um, and then against a defense like ours, you got a guy like Justin Mutz, um, who last year had a triple double, you know, operated in the middle of our defense, made, made plays for other people, still had opportunities for himself. Um, but it's almost like a point forward on the court for you when you have a guy like Mutz who's really selfless, doesn't care. You know, it's it's an admirable quality. When I watch the kid play, he, he's a winning player. He doesn't care how many points he scores. He just wants to impact the game, and that's what he did against us. And um, I anticipate, you know, I, I, I don't know because he hasn't played the last three games, but I anticipate. Uh, Couture probably being back for us and uh, at full strength, and when they're at full strength, they're as good as anybody in the league.
0: Yeah, we uh, we just had uh, their play-by-play guy on Zach uh, Mackey. He said that uh, he he anticipates Couture's is going to play tonight uh, as well. Um, when we talk about uh, about your backcourt and the guys you work with every day, and, and in particular Joe and, and Judah, uh, they've been playing very consistent basketball um and i know that you know virginia is a, a very difficult opponent but um you know how would you kind of assess the job that they are doing collectively and and you know due to being a freshman assess the job he's done you know progressing over the course of the first half of the of the season
2: he's done a really good job you know uh, the, with the exception of a few games in a row joe's done a really good job um you know i i I'm really proud of, of Joe's individual rebounding effort at Louisville. Um, it's an area that we need to obviously capitalize on from our position, and we kind of look at the guard group as, as one unit in terms of the rebounding production, and um, I think Judah can help us in those areas. But, you know, Judah's done a really good job, you know, to come in as a freshman to, to be the point guard in a program like this and um, to be as consistent as he's been. It took him a while, I think, early against Virginia to kind of figure it out. We kind of gave him, you know, a a little bit of a cheat sheet in terms of what to expect that, you know, you can watch it on TV, but it is their pick-and-roll defense is as good as anybody in the country. And uh, he was able to figure it out and kind of pick his spots occasionally and had a really good second half. Um you know, but I still think on the defensive end, there's there's stretches where we need to, to be better. Um, that's just just what it is. That's the transparency of it. We've got to be a better group in terms of, of keeping the basketball in front of us, rotating off a of high high post touches, which is going to be key this evening, and um, being able to target and run guys off the line, but, but but still be able to keep a few of those drivers in front of you. You know, that's that's an area that we, you know, we've got to we've got to continue to progress in if we're going to become ultimately our best version.
0: Alright, so, uh, so along those lines, I know you touched on it right there, but in terms of the, the keys to this game tonight, listen, it's it's two teams that, uh, and I feel like we're going to be saying this a lot the rest of the way, you know, the, the ACC is so bunched up. Every game is is so vital, and, and the next one's the most important one because it's the next one. So with that in mind, you know, what does this game come down to tonight? Uh, Syracuse and Virginia Tech, 7 o'clock tip.
2: A couple things. I think it's got to it's start with our defense. We've gotten off to really poor starts. Um, We can't afford to do that. You can't afford to do it at home. Um, So we've got to get off to a better start in this game. Uh, Last year when we played them at their place, we were both probably two of the hottest teams in the league at that point. I think we had both come in winning four or five in a row um, when we matched up. But early on in that game, we let Couture get a couple squeezes early and uh, kind of get going. He didn't really get going after that, but he got them off to a great start, finding some shots on the perimeter. So the biggest thing for us is we've got to target the line. Uh, You you can't let Padula, Couture, Maddox, these guys get clean looks, Basili from the five position. is really kind of a matchup nightmare for most people. It's a little different in our defense, um, but it's not typical that you have the five man that that's what he does. He steps out and makes perimeter shots. So, you know, we're going to be extended at times because you have to protect the three-point line, which leaves you a little bit vulnerable. Um, from that 17, 15-foot area. And then, you know, once the ball gets in there, can we play good man-to-man coverage? Can we target the line, match up with guys, and can you keep much from doing too much damage from that area? Um, and then rebound it, you know, limit them to one possession. And we've got to execute, obviously, offensively. We'll have our our opportunities, I think. You know, we've done a pretty good job. I mean, we were able to manufacture 66 points on the road at Virginia. That's pretty good. I think Carolina got 58 last night. So, um, you know, we've got to be clean and, and crisp and, and take care of the basketball. That's been a problem. You know, we've turned the ball over, I think, 16 times against Louisville and, and 16 uh, against Virginia. So uh, we've got to take care of the basketball. We've got to target the three-point line. you got to limb on possession. And, um, you know, offensively, you got to take the looks you get. You know, if, if we get the looks we're capable of getting, you feel good and you live with the result.
1: Jerry, how do you prevent a slow start? You know, it's been talked about. You guys have not gotten out into games quickly. How do you prevent that from happening? Is there a way to do that?
2: Hope that your guys don't get off to a slow start. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I can't do anything about it. You know, we can obviously talk about it and, and get them prepared mentally of what to expect and try to go out and execute a game plan, but you can't come out and turn the ball over. You can't come out and give up a wide-open shot um and, and those are the kind of scenarios that we put ourselves in we've, we've turned the basketball on opening possessions and then defensively you've given up a few open shots on the first few possessions so um, I can't do anything I can try to do the best I can as far as implementing our game plans and what to expect and then you know it w- when when the ball is tipped it comes out to you know preparation and production and and you know you they, they've got to execute.
0: All right, Jerry. Uh, thanks for joining us on a game day. I know it's a, a busy time for you. Uh, go get them tonight, and we'll talk again soon.
2: Sounds good. Thank All you, right.
0: guys. Uh, SU Virginia Tech seven o'clock tip tonight inside the JMA Wireless Dome. Pleased to be joined by uh, SU assistant coach Jerry McNamara. With that, we will uh, open up the phone lines from now until one thirty three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. We'll take a timeout here. We'll wrap up our number one next.
1: Hold on. Something's I've been something's been brought to my attention. Jerry's uh, call in there. Brought to you by RomanoCars.com and William Matar.
0: Thank you. And with that, we'll be right back.